Hey, everybody. I'm Jay. And I'm Keith. And coming up on the show today, we've got news about people stealing catalytic converters. Ooh. And also, we're going to talk a little bit about a zombie apocalypse that was predicted for 2021. Will you be prepared? Scary. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. I didn't even practice that. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so there's some of that. If you don't know what that means, you haven't uh, been well, listening to the show, so we'll 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 catch you up. Yeah, definitely. And uh, then we're going to be talking about uh, dang old NASCAR. Is it back? Is it really back, or is it not? All that coming up on today's show. Sunday, Sunday. Hey, Keith, how's it going over there? Sup, man. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Get that chew in. Get that chew in, man. Yeah. So it's yes. got, uh, as you heard in the beginning of the show, we got some, some, some interesting topics to talk about today. Keith, how are you doing, man? What's up, By everybody? Way, let's, talk, let's talk about what's happened to you recently. Do you, you care to divulge that information? I mean, <laughs> that could go a lot of different directions. Can yeah. you be more well, specific? Like uh, shot in the arm or something like that. Uh, uh, so we tell, let's let's tell people about it. Let's. I think it's. It, I think we should. Um, Go. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess I probably ought to. You know, like I can't do anything in ten seconds. So I'll give you the backstory for those of you that don't know. I am. Uh, I guess what's referred to as a COVID long hauler. So the mm. theme of the. Actually, this is going to be a theme of this this program because this all started right at about a year ago. Yes, it when did. When we were at Disney World in late February in Florida, and um, so I got I got pretty sick. Uh, the, actually, the whole family did. Um, my son, it was kind of just a, a day or two, and he was fine. But uh, pretty sure that's where we picked it up. And that was before. You have to remember that was before testing was available. That was before the shutdowns happened. That was before you know really anybody was. There was no masking up. Nobody was, you know, taking it right. seriously. Yeah. So I, as a perfectly we no, healthy, we had no, nobody had no any clue as to right. what we were up against back then. And I've been, you know, active my whole life. Like I've done lots of foot races and biking and triathlon and you know always doing outdoor stuff and sports and you know. So I'm I'm one of those guys that whenever I go in. Uh, for a doctor's appointment of any sort and they take the vitals they look at me kind of like you know huh like you look 18 kind of thing so um there's people that have had uh this long haul situation way worse than me but for me it was um it was pulmonary so i couldn't oxygenate like i normally would i would do things like i would climb the stairs 
and uh, I'd be out of breath. I'd pull pull start my you know trimmer weed eater, and I'd be out of breath, and I'd have to sit down. Um, couldn't couldn't went out on a two mile run and had to you know call my wife to come get me, and like that's like the last time I couldn't I I. I don't know in my whole life if I have never been able to finish a two mile run. I mean, maybe like in third grade, you know, it's just right. one of those things that I've just done my whole life uh, for what, you know, way further distance. Than yeah, that. You, so, you're conditioned. You're 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 a conditioned guy. Yeah, I've known that about you ever since I've known you. You've 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 been very do active track days, do, which yep. is a pretty physical thing, you know. Just, yeah. OK, so. So there's no real treatment for that. I mean, they don't know, you know, it's 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 the result of viral activity in your body. So basically, mm-hmm. you're just trying to get stronger. That's um, right. So I got I got this Pfizer shot. It's actually two do- two shots and I just finished my second shot um last week. Got my second one. Yeah. And it's just some weird side effects. Like, I, I'd definitely do it again, but... Now, it's which like version did you get, Keith? The Pfizer. The Pfizer, you Pfizer. said? I missed yeah. that. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, you know, stuff like... Uh, so, some people, like like headaches. You know, I, I didn't really have headaches mm. real bad, but like I told you, Jay, I made sure to medicate in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It happened well, on do a you Friday. Have like a, do you have like a little brain fog thing going on by chance with it? No, none of that. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm extremely busy these days, so mm-hmm. so anything that you may you know pick up on, that's just me being you know busy. But um, just uh, completely lost my appetite. Like it's going on like three or four days now, and mm. um, like difficulty sleeping, and you know like sure. wake up like the sheets are soaking wet, sweating real bad. Yeah, but, see, I had the. I had those sweats, man, when I had yeah. COVID. Yeah, so you have some of the same symptoms that you would have in, you know, you know. Yeah, actual- so I had, I had Ooh. headache, I had headache, I had. No, I can um, still smell. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah, I had headache. I had the sweats, um, the super fatigue, super yeah. fatigue, and joint pain like crazy. As a matter of fact, I'm still experiencing some joint pain, and it's been five months since uh the onset of the symptoms when i had it so i didn't have the long hauler side of it that you've you've experienced now my wife on the other hand she's experienced a little bit of that but this just goes to show you how important it is to get vaccinated um because it affects so many people in so many different ways that you're really it's a crapshoot and a gamble and, um, and you know, and I oh boy, here we go. You know, we I try to stay out of you know some controversy on this show is fun, and I know this is I don't understand why, but I know this is a little bit of a political topic to people. I don't understand that it's a it's a health, mm-hmm. it's a medical issue. So I would just say to all of you out there that are like, well, name one person that you know that got sick and died. Uh, <laughs> I'm your guy. Oh man! And I can take out any of you in a foot race to this day with half a lung. I am that healthy, and I am still to this day. It's been a real challenge for me to. Well, I know that to be true. So all you people As, that think this is like some made up whatever, oh, it's not. I'm telling not, you right now, yeah. it's not. We are two individuals that are very close have known each other for a long time i love that man have known each other for a long time we know each other's 
you know, physical well-being oh, and habits no, and those sorts of no things. No pre-existing conditions. Nothing. And no. see, you, you were affected in a different manner than I was from it. Yeah. And now, yes, there's a there's a bit of an age difference. Not that much. I mean, we've we've got, what, like 10 years between us or something? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm not, let's still say who's on the upper end of that. But anyway, but just to, just all Keith and I are trying to do is just kind of basically give you guys you know the facts from two individuals who have had it it is it is not um just just exclusively to old people i mean no it's not you know it's not and it affects people differently and that's the thing um my sister and brother-in-law right now uh have been struggling with it for well over a month and, yeah, so um, you know, and there look, people are are hesitant to get the uh, the vaccine, and there's some valid reasons for that. And there's a lot of talk sure. about people in healthcare that are, uh, you know, holding off because they're not sure. And and look, I I get it. Um, I don't. I'm not. I do not claim to be a medical expert. I don't really. I don't know anything other than like I find the smartest medical professionals that I can find. And mm-hmm. I ask them the, my questions, right? Like right, doctors, absolutely. whoever I can ha- access that I respect and, you know, is respected in the industry. And I ask. Right. And so for me, it came down to this. Um, the risk of side effects of the vaccine were way less than the risks of not getting vaccinated for somebody like me who's already suffered from respiratory issues and pulmonary issues as a result of this. And there's, you know, if you can get it again and, you know, I could be down and out. So, yeah. And there have been those cases where people have had it and they've gotten through it. And then the second time they've had it, in some cases, people have died the second round. And that's the concern that people should have, because even though you've had it, depending on how your body reacts to it and whether or not you have enough antibodies produced, some people don't. And that's a thing. And, and so it's a kind of an yeah. unknown science at this point. Look, the only science we have is, is what we've, we've dealt with in the past and what we've seen to work, and that's how, I, why we're following that. I so. would just ask you guys uh, to, do, to, to do two simple things here. Look, I, I understand you know, there's, there's this tendency to make this a political argument. Please just um, consider others. Be considerate of others. Please remember yeah. the golden rule, right? Not not everyone has you a stay you know, political opinion on this that is affected by it. I am probably one of those people. I'm just trying to you know not cause well, any more problems and stay healthy. And number two, don't make the a blind assumption that because you can't see it and it isn't happening to you, it isn't real. Okay, I, right. I'm not. You know, I don't know how accurate the numbers are. I'm not getting any of that. I'm not trying to sell. You know, I'm just saying that wh- whatever you believe, whatever, you know, stance you have, just please don't assume that because it hasn't happened to you or that it didn't affect you badly, it doesn't, right? you know, it doesn't affect others. That's it. That's it. I, I remember, personally am happy. Remember the golden yeah. rule. Ab- yes. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Very simple, right? And I'm really glad that you got your your vaccine. Um, I'm getting close to being able to get mine. What that means for Keith and I, it means that we will be able to travel together. Um, we'll be able to be with each other in person and, and do some live events and, 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 uh, bring you guys some great content, which is something that we both enjoy tremendously doing. 
Um, so we're we're looking forward to that. And on that note, uh, this was not brought up in in the opener, Keith, but I wanted to bring this up that this was just announced. This is hot off the press. Uh, SEMA uh, and in conjunction with PRI, the Performance Racing Industry Show, they announced new initiative to return uh, uh, to an in-person trade show this year. Um, they're looking. Uh, let's see, a return to Indianapolis for the annual PRI trade show. An all-new membership drive is launching next week. Uh, and a 2.0 version of the renowned PRI Road Tour uh, are all part of the performance racing industry's plans for an unprecedented year. Um, their mission is to build, promote, and to protect the racing community, which we all want to see um, secured. Uh, this year's trade show... Um, and if we can get all vaccinated and, and we can we can get there, um, it looks like the trade show is going to happen December 9 through 11 at the Indiana Convention Center in downtown Indianapolis, yeah, Indiana. So, it's a great so show. Here's here's a question that I've got. Now, this is probably, you know, a podcast topic for another day. Um, but but it does tie into this news article. And I want to I want to. Um, I want to just ask this question, perhaps rhetorically, okay? So recently the CDC came out, you and I talked about this, Jay, uh, Mm -hmm. like off the air, that um, after uh, two weeks after your final dose of the vaccine, you were totally Mm -hmm. fine to be indoors, and I I think they just used the term indoors, unmasked with other fully vaccinated people. The problem that I see happening here is like, like again, for me, and we just talked about, for those of you that are just joining this segment, um, I'm basically, I, I guess you would refer to me as a COVID long hauler. And if you don't know what that is, go look it up and you'll, I mean, it's all You'll over. figure it out. Yeah, yep. It's it quickly. Yep. So, um, so how do you determine if you're going to do these, um, these events you know major league baseball just came out like last week and said hey everybody we're going to resume to in-person attendance so if you're vaccinated you know you don't pose a risk to others and they i think they have the data now that says that you can't transmit it and you can't carry it and all that right okay well and that's great but you, you can't how are you going to test for that because you can't force people what what do, what do they do they have to show you their vaccination card before you allowed them to come in the door well, there has been talks of that, Keith, um, to have sort of an international vaccination card um, out there. And but I, there's already I, so many vac- vac- vaccines have been given out, and like I did oh, get right. a card, but right. like I, you know, I scanned it and then threw it away. Like I have a, co- yeah. I have a digital copy of it. Yeah, but. I mean, it remains to be seen yet, and you know, of course, there's going to be the argument of invasion of privacy in that regard, which is um, fair, and you can't and, force and people. Fair. Okay, fine, but as a and and again, not trying to stir up trouble here, not trying to make this a political argument. That is fine. It is your right to have your privacy and your freedom and all that. Good for you. That is a business, and it is their right to tell you. We, how about this one? Remember the sign that we used to put, called it the jackass rule at the parts counter where you hang it up behind the counter? <laughs> yeah. You know you know this one? We reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. Right. For any reason. For any reason. Yep. So you don't have to tell me, and I don't have to let you in the door. Bye-bye. Right? right. I mean, it's... Yep. It's fair. Well, it's going to be that have fair. To be fair and it'll with be. Both it sides. should be. It should have to be that fair and that simple, and that's it. So, I mean, if you want to get that, through life, you, you can't. Know. SEMA cannot require people 
to show their I mean what how what is the way through this? I don't know. I mean, I think that that now I will say this that in our area here we've already had several of the annual events that actually don't occur until midsummer um, already canceled for this year. And I think that that is a wise decision. I know it sucks for a lot of the vendors and the businesses that are around here. But I think that nobody has a crystal ball to know what this is going to be like. Even in four months down the road, if we're all vaccinated well, by the end of this year, be. then see, that's and we're the not. Thing. And see, you you know, there all this data that they're releasing from the CDC talks about mm-hmm. vaccinated people being in the same room with other vaccinated right. people. Okay, well, right. that's not a realistic scenario ever. That's right. And remember, these vaccines are not... I think that most of them are 100% or at least 95 to 98% Against the known strains, but then if we start getting into mutations and all that, and that's kind of freaking me out a little bit. So that is why they want everybody to get vaccinated. So to kind of hurry up and kind of, you know, curb this thing from evolving into that next strain. And, you know, it's going to happen. Um, But if we can all get vaccinated, I think it's going to it's going to help that. I will tell Slow you down. this, you know, I'm, let's see here, uh, four days in, five days in for my last dose now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me, let me do some quick days of the week math here. Right. Carry the two, three, <laughs> 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 Okay. Five days from my, five full days now from my, from my, from my final shot. Uh, I have not grown a tail. Uh, things, no antlers. Thing, I'm things, not seeing things, any yep. antlers. Things appear to be, uh, you know, returning to normal for me before the shot. You know, like normal as in still dealing with the same, you know, kind of COVID long haul stuff. But not not any really massive side effects from the shot. So, right. way, to, way to totally, like, drop a, you know, like, you know, well, pull the pin on the grenade right at the beginning of the show, Jay. And uh, <laughs> Hey, man, I think that uh, we need to talk about it. Um, and uh, just to kind of give give you guys, you know, I mean, we're we're humans too, man. We're part of this, we're part of this life cycle as well. And and um, I I hope that our life experiences in some way, shape, or form can assist you in making a decision um, or uh, save your life. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going off of what has happened to me, what has happened to Keith, what is happening to Keith. Um, and what is happening to a lot of people around the world. And uh, we just want to share our story with our audience. And hopefully that um, has some some positive uh, uh, impact on you. Just as that's what our goal is with our podcast anyway, is to have some sort of positive impact on anyone anyway. So uh, we, I just kind of, I wanted to, number one reason, because, you know, obviously we're friends and uh, I want, uh, want you around for a while, pal. Thanks. So man. there you go. Yeah. So, um, so. Glad you're okay. I see no antlers, no tails, or anything, or no third eye. So you're you're good to go. Um, so you can see clearly. Let's let's get into the um, let's talk about the uh, the catalytic converter situations that we have going on here, man. Live from the news desk. Mm. Ah, man, can we get James Brown? I want James. Do you have a James Brown? Hi. Too hot for the hot tub. We could, yeah, I, I can see what I can round up. Hi. For right sure. On. Yeah. So uh, who knew, man? 
you know, we you've heard of air conditioning like copper and stuff, you know, being removed off of these huge commercial AC units, even some some residential. It's units interesting as well. that you mentioned that, and I want you to know? come back to that at the yeah, end we of this will. segment. It's the I same. A, it, yeah, it's the same situation, <laughs> um, but now it's um, <laughs> you may need to put a padlock on your catalytic converter, man. Okay, so for those of you that uh, this is where I I appeal to the layman and our. In our, in our audience. <laughs> so for those of you that, uh, first of all... You have good practice because you're, you talk to me all the time. So there you no, go. it's the opposite. So so <laughs> I, I'm, I, I have to... Tr- sometimes I translate for Jay. So for those of you that are new to the program, thank you so much. Uh, welcome, right? If you welcome have in. not yet found us on YouTube, go over to youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Parts counter gurus, that's it. With an yeah. S. And um, hit the subscribe button. That means uh, a great deal to us. If you ring the bell, you will be notified when any new uh, content gets released. Yep. And um, and so so Jay has a lot more automotive mechanical experience than I do. Catalytic yeah. converters are mm-hmm. uh, I th- I would say probably in the eighties, right? It was their their sort of uh, late they, late seventies, late seventies. In eighties, yes. But when did the the mandate took effect in the eighties, right? It was like, in the eighties. It was in the early OBD one okay. uh, timeline, yes. And so the purpose of a catalytic converter, uh, basically, just to keep this simple, is it scrubs your exhaust and it scrubs the exhaust coming out of the engine to clean it to make it more environmentally friendly. It's your car's washing machine. It's and your emission mach- washing machine. I remember the is. old. Uh, <laughs> You could always tell when there was a problem in that system, whether it was a bad oxygen sensor or whatever, because you, you know it smelled like your car farted, man. I mean, well, not only that though. I mean, but it would start knocking. You would get yeah. some knock knock yeah. going on um, because of the back pressure on the engine and a lot of a lot of weird so, things would go on. So it's part of your exhaust system, okay? And, and if you any car basically that has been manufactured since the mid '80s has been required by law to have those on them here in the United States, and so. It's got a lot of like precious metal. It's there's a lot of magic going on in that in that Catco to uh, oh boy to make that uh, that that scrubbing of your exhaust what it is. So yeah. there's some expensive metals in there, right? Yeah, which which happen to be the catalyst to make this work, and that's why they're so important with inside the catalytic converter. Basically, these noble alloys, which are very precious alloys, are are known for their resistance against corrosion acidic issues Wait, going no on alloys. you mean like sir sean connery sir roger moore absolutely man oh no wait absolutely. sorry that's that's a whole different okay i've been watching the bond series on box set man i can't help it oh man wow I'm i need to through watch thunderball last I night i need to watch some bond but uh, yeah it's a, it's basically it's uh, they comp- they trigger chemical reaction without being affected themselves and they aid in that process to reduce the emissions coming out of the tailpipe. So they basically scrub the emissions from that point back. You know, and that's that works with, you know, in order for all that to work and to kind of help that be more efficient as well, you've got all these other sensors in place like your O2 sensors and all these other sensors that the OBD2 system mm-hmm. is monitoring. And we've talked about yep. OBD. You guys know what yep. it is. So, so there's so there's before and after the catalytic converter, there's sensors in right. your exhaust. And they measure different, like a lot of it's oxygen, but they measure different amounts of particulates mm-hmm. in that um, 
exhaust to to make sure that it's uh that it's up to not not up to code it's emissions friendly it's up to the standard right yeah it measures the amount of uh nox i think coming out of the back end of the pipe and and that's so so people are ripping these things off so what 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 details do you have on on how that's happening and why and on what yeah well you know the uptick on that is because of i personally feel it's exactly what happened back in 08 if you remember back in 08 we had a big a lot of people were ripping ac units off of the copper just right not just theft of like metal from cars but like Like new home construction new home construction i mean going in and just like ripping these not just taking the whole unit just Mm -hmm. ripping the copper out and and moving on which basically you it's ruined at that point so it has to be replaced yeah but we're in a time right now where people are pretty desperate um with the pandemic where people have lost their jobs um and so there's a lot of this theft going on and obviously there's vehicles out there that are more susceptible to that happening because of ground clearance how it may be mounted and those sorts of things and and i think we may have a a website that we can put up on our website as a mentioned on the podcast a link that will tell you uh, which cars are more susceptible and, and who should keep their eye on it. But people are just basically going in and they're cutting the, the, the catalytic converter completely out. They just, little saw, cut the pipes, boom, you're out, and um, they go cash that, that, that in uh, at a scrapyard. And um, I had pulled up, um, let's see, here's what some of these metals are worth right now. Um, so exotic catalytic converters like exotic car catalytic converters foreign cars you know like say your bmws your mini coopers um your fj uh you know applications like that uh tend to have higher amounts of uh the 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 catalytic converters are more effective and they're a lot better in my opinion and it's easy to Um, get under my fj too and exactly so right oh Hey everybody, Keith doesn't have an FJ. You don't want his converter. Right. Uh, um, so uh, anyway, the, what scrapyards are getting? I, I found this right now, man. They're getting anywhere between five hundred and eight dollars, eight hundred dollars, five hundred and eight hundred dollars for a catalytic converter at right. a scrapyard. So I have I have two thoughts on this. I, I mm-hmm. actually have, yeah, two two. We'll keep it to two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, also from the eighties. Do you remember the whole? Protected by Viper. Please step away from the vehicle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the alarms. Yeah, yeah, the alarm system, which you don't uh, see anymore. You see that coming back now. Well, it was noise pollution, but uh, yeah, yeah, I see that coming back now. Please step away from the automobile. You have five seconds, right? Like, or some sort of, you know, right? Yeah, some of them had like shock features on them, didn't they? Where you you could, it it could shock you like a low voltage shock. Yeah, whatever, man. I see, I see an uptick (laughs) if, 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 theft of car parts goes up people are going to the sale of security systems will also mm-hmm. probably go up the other the other thing that uh you know i mentioned in the beginning we would you know i wanted to come back to was um what typically happens when you start to have theft during economic uh difficult economic times and a lot of it's around precious metals is there will be regulation that's imposed where the salvage yards will have to require, hey, show me a copy of your driver's license or I need to see a copy of your 
you know, uh, mechanic, like I need a mechanics ID. I need something that says that you are certified and work in an industry that you, you should be doing this as part of your day job in -hmm. removing these things. Right. And I, I, the problem with that is, and I ran into this personally, uh, I had a, uh, had a water heater at, at here at the house a few years back and it was a real, real high uh, energy efficient um, model. Like it used almost no, no power. And it had, I think it was copper, but it had coils just, oh, yeah. just miles and miles. I mean, not not literally miles, but probably maybe a mile. I mean, it was a well, lot of coils wrapped around this thing. In weight, it was worth a lot. Oh man, that sucker is heavy. And so yeah. I had a, there was a, it was a really good one. And I had a guy come out, and there was something wrong with it because it had a lot of electronics on it and stuff. And the guy came out and serviced it. And he goes, hey, man, he goes, I, I just replaced this whole thing. And there's all this, I, I, again, I think it was copper. And he's like, um, if, if you, like, I can take this and haul it off right now. But I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, like, if you just open up that, like, he told me how to open it up mm-hmm. and pull out the, you know, metals, and it'll take you probably 10 minutes. You can take that down the road here to the salvage yard, and that guy will give you like like a hundred bucks for it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, that's yep, yeah. And it's, so I did it, and yep. I showed up at the salvage yard, and the guy goes, "Let me see your HVAC uh, license." Yeah, and I went, "I'm a homeowner. This is my item. Doesn't I matter. own this. It's mine. I busted it up, and I'm bringing you the parts." And he went, "Nah, can't." Yeah, can't pay for it. Be- I mean, because you can they leave are it here. legally, yeah, they are legally bound to ask for that identification, and the reason why is because the thefts were so high back then. Yeah. I remember that. Um, and if you were not in the field of repair, uh, then you weren't going to get anything for it because you were an assumed uh, thief. So um, you're telling basically. me that I can't work on my own stuff then and get you know reimbursed for yeah. So you just yeah. cut. See, that's the problem in in laws like this, and I understand that's why a, I didn't. I didn't think about that. Honest people yeah. tend to always end up getting the 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 short end of the stick. To quote well, my yeah. uncle, you know, like yeah, yeah, like like a like a fifteen percent interest rate because yeah. people can't keep their hands out of my wallet. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know it's fraud. like <laughs> right. It's like I'm the guy that does actually know and enjoys working on my own stuff and right. like to do it. And, and you may have the ad the odd catalytic converter to remove. And replace, and you may discover that hey, there's a, an abundance of um, uh, rhodium in it or uh, palladium in it, and I can go down and uh, get some money. Well, if and you here's save why: vibranium. I'm making a Captain America shield with it and hanging it on the back door. <laughs> well, let me let me bring into context why I wanted to bring those alloys up, um, or those 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 precious metals, if you will. There are three that are in a catalytic converter. Um, as part that are catalysts, and they're so important to that system. It's palladium um, and rhodium. Uh, what was the other one? Um, I forget. Palladium and rhodium are the two skyrocketed ones. But here, palladium is worth about five hundred dollars an ounce five mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, but it's about twenty eight hundred dollars an ounce right now. Um, rhodium. About five years ago, it was six hundred forty dollars. 
Uh, but it's up to twenty one thousand nine hundred dollars well, an and ounce. I, That's more I than think, gold, man. Yeah, I think if in a pinch you could also power your DeLorean, uh, the time circuit. <laughs> yes, with this stuff. So just you know, just saying there. Absolutely, uh, man. All right, so um, y'all put put your you know hide your trackers on those catalytic converters because. Uh, it's coming to coming to a neighborhood near you. I would bet you. Uh, absolutely, just be careful, of that guys. Just uh, keep your eye on it. Um, and the price to like, I pulled up some prices. This is what it'll cost you to replace one if it does get ripped all right, let's, off. Let's have it. All right, all right. So for my on my Mini Cooper, the dealer cost on that thing is uh, twelve hundred and sixty six dollars just for the cat itself. And how long now, does it take to? install it that's a five-hour job on that uh, one so you think about a hundred and just let's go on the light side a hundred dollars an hour labor charge that's five hundred dollars just to get the thing installed now here's the other side of that these guys are not going in with a set of tools to remove it they're coming in with a saw and they're hacking it off so you're gonna have damage from that as well yeah so you might as well consider replacing the entire exhaust system that's what's gonna it, what we call in the in, in the industry like if you did an, an exhaust uh uh you know uh job for someone you get them a price for catalytic converter back to the back of the car that was a price but if it was cat forward included that's an entire exhaust system that's from the exhaust manifold down that gets replaced included in all that you've got sensors that are involved um so it can be that if to replace the entire exhaust system on my car alone is darn near close to forty five hundred dollars that's an significant amount of money so that's why we wanted to bring this this up and what's going on for you guys to to really pay attention uh when you park your vehicle maybe some tips on that keith would be to park it in a in a situation which might make it difficult for somebody to get a jack up underneath it or even get up underneath it period i i you just know? i just park on top of smaller cars that's my you know <laughs> yes that's it man monster truck style right like absolutely good luck getting that off. yeah yeah right. yeah exactly well i'm thinking bigfoot doesn't have a catalytic converter on it man but anyway uh, i don't think that's regulated for those guys but anyway so there you have it man so um what do we got next, man? We want to talk a little bit about. Um, uh, are we doing these in order? Yes, we okay. are. You're you're uh, then, up, man. Then you're up again. I, yeah. So, uh, I we are turning this into a somewhat regular segment of the. Do, what do we call it? Our paranormal segment. Yeah, uh, uh, you, know? you can call it that. We, we call, it, call it the conspiracy theory. Man, we, this is, paranormal. I just, we just have such a good time with this stuff. I I hope that you all enjoy these like we do here's my disclaimer for all of all of those of you out there i've, I've read your comments where you're like these guys don't know jack about ufos well no duh it's called no. the counter show that's all right. right this right, is right. not i'm not uh what's his name george whoever the area 50 51 guy exactly um, but we do this a little bit in jest yes because this is the sort of stuff that you would talk about, man. Hey, this is why we are the parts counter gurus. This is why we have the counter show. Because people come in and they talk about just everyday life. Hey, man, how's it going? They don't just walk up and say, I just want to part, man. I mean, they're, they're talking about stuff going on. So when you have something like this pop up, you're bound to talk to somebody throughout the day about this particular so, situation so there you go if you uh enjoy this or any other of our fine 
video content or on the podcast side, you can find us on our website, partscounterguru.com. Click on the podcast tab at the near the top and it'll take you Correct. to all the, you know, it, whatever platform you prefer, whatever platform podcasts are given away for free, we're on it. Just do you your thing. Find man. it there. Get, Over on yeah. the YouTube side, hit the subscribe button. That's a huge help to us. Tell a friend. Uh, we've been seeing tremendous amounts of growth. Thank you all for that. To those of you that are regular listeners and subscribers, uh, couldn't have done it without you. Thank you all, each and every one of you. And on that YouTube note, um, those like those likes are really important to us. So please, anytime you're watching one of one of our yep. our videos, please give us a thumbs up, and then ring that bell so you're notified you for the next one coming out. And um, those subscriptions are important too. So All right, definitely now, important. But those thumbs up are nice. I can't hold it back anymore. Here comes the right, zombie discussion. All right. So <laughs> yes. So. Now, understandably so, you know, we started this podcast talking about, you know, the, the you know, the viral situation in, in the world today. And so there has been um, uh, a couple things that have have uh, contributed to people's paranoia, I guess, shall we say? <laughs> yes. So Nostradamus. Okay, the that Nostradamus, right? The one that from you know, from the 16th century. Yeah, that Nostradamus. Not my gamer tag no, Nostradamus. To those of you that have seen me on as Xbox, that's a, <laughs> that's a whole different. Okay, the Nostradamus apparently predicted that in that that 2021 was basically just going to be. Uh, th- there isn't a G-rated version of this that I can think of right now no. that I c- I couldn't bleep out. Uh, it's going to be a real mess. How's that? Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, that in 2021, a scientist would create a biological weapon and produce a virus that can turn humankind into zombies. Uh, here, Here is the actual quote from Nostradamus. Few young people, half dead to give a start, dead through spite, he will cause the others to shine and in an exalted place, some great evils to occur. Sad concepts will come to harm each one. Temporal dignified the mass to succeed. Fathers and mothers dead of infinite sorrows. Women in mourning. The pestilent she monster. The great one to be no more. All the world to end. I don't know how you get zombie apocalypse after that but people smarter than me have figured it out okay well to the to the to the yeah i mean it got the cdc's attention so the cdc the same cdc that's posting updates on covid19 and advice on covid19 and you know uh, they're you know uh, vaccine advice and all that has and we will link to this go to go to partscountergurus.com go to our website there's a mentioned on the podcast page and if you find this episode what what are we going to call this episode uh we're going to call this dang old okay is nascar back okay there you go all right find the it's yeah it'll be like upper 80s i think episode episodically the number it's of the 88 episode. actually i think is what it is or not 80 could be 80 eh, well, nah, eh. all right yeah. could be 89 yeah. anyway we'll put a link so the cdc has on cdc.gov a a page dedicated to zombie preparedness okay there is a zombie preparedness blog there is a zombie preparedness for educators uh booklet there's a poster there's a graphic novel if if comics are your thing <laughs> 
I it's mean, crazy. They are uh, they are promoting now. It, a lot of it's just it's in jest, take, and we get yeah, that. Yeah. You can take the word zombie out of this, and these are just good preparedness, disaster preparedness. Thank you. Absolutely. So what happened Tornadoes, in Texas a month ago? Floods, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, st- have some extra food on hand. Have some blankets in case you lose power. It's just all that kind of stuff. Now, I yep. might add to that. Um, and I was excited when you mentioned this, or we brought this up last week, because I, I I've had these for a while. Because you know, no surprise there, I'm prepared. But now, look, <laughs> I'm not. To those of you that to each their own. Okay. So if this is offensive to you. Or you're, you know, whatever, like, just don't, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you go out and do anything that you, you aren't already okay with. Uh, I have a shotgun. Okay. Just, you know, just in case, you know, there's a zombie outbreak or, uh, you know, I want to go, you know, bird hunting, what have you. Right. So there is a company out there. And now I've, again, I've owned these for years. This is, I can't believe it, man. All right, okay. Okay, these are these are shotgun shells. This is Zombie Max. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> they're made by they're made by uh, okay. a company called Hornady. In, yeah. Inside joke. Is that why you made me wait? Yeah, uh, no. 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 But uh, but I did. <laughs> they were on my way back. I did, I had them sitting like, outside Ooh. the door. And I, I, well, I had them sitting outside the door and I, I grabbed them on, I remembered on the way back. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. They are, uh, now I, mine's a 12 gauge. Okay. So these are 12 gauge and they say, you know, zombie max on them and they're, uh, two and three quarter, uh, shell, uh, double lot buck. Okay. For those of you that, you know, have a shotgun, you know what that means. All right. So that's a pretty, you know. That's yeah. That's a pretty heavy hitter. Anyway, if you're if you're taking out a zombie though, key, if you're taking one out with that weapon, what do you have to aim for to know that you got him? Oh, how you, does uh, a zombie how does a zombie die? Oh, I you know I've watched enough TV shows and I mean because uh, you can shoot an arm off and they're right. still coming at you. You know well, you can shoot at something thing. and they hold and, the hand out. And they you blow the hand off and they're still just coming at you. Yeah. So so and not to mention you know the last Avengers movie where they you know the same thing like right like Thor got him got uh, what's his name uh, the bad guy in the chest and he goes man you should aim for the head always aim for the head so there's ten in this box. Uh, they call it double lot Z shot, you know, because you can't, you yeah, know, for, I mean, you can't yeah, leave that alone. Yeah, this was, yeah. I, it was just one of those things, Jay. I saw it and I was like, I gotta have that. I, yeah. It's a complete waste of money. I'm buying it, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, but is it? I mean, if, if Nostradamus predicted it, I mean, he's been pretty accurate on a lot of things. Yeah. So, okay. So back, yeah. So back to that. So I don't think I can even link to these. I don't because I'm pretty sure you can't get this stuff. We're on not. We're just telling you about them. We will not have a link on our website for those. But just go buy you some zombie ammo, man. So, but it's isn't it there. interesting to think that possibly because of the you know we just started this show talking about vaccines, right? And what what if something gets out of hand, and uh, you know all of a sudden we're uh, we're in a you know Walking Dead situation, um, which I stopped watching several years ago. But uh, nonetheless. Be prepared, right? Absolutely, man. You can never... And if you're going to go with the generator, remember, try to get one that's as quiet as possible. (laughs) Yeah, because Keith may be your neighbor. 
<laughs> or you know they're drawn zombies are drawn to, to noise I, again everything i know about zombies oh, i've learned right. from television yeah see there you go yeah i i don't know much about zombies but i i better study up apparently so <laughs> um obviously it was uh it's a genre of fiction guys but um the zombie apocalypse uh according to nostradamus is uh is is for real so I, I, be prepared we, i will link to the cdc just so that y'all know we're not oh. we're not pulling your leg on that Absolutely. It is, it is it is hilarious. So um now so this this next little topic of discussion can you can you kind of bring bring us in to the to that? Um well yeah, so, when I, like vocally. Can you can you oh. like because I did it for the last one, so I think that <clears throat> it's only fair to me that you attempt this live on the air. So let's have it. Scary. So I got to tell you, a year ago, in fact, Jay, I I talked you into. I think I sent you this guy's like music video on YouTube. I was I was not happy when and I at first, first got you it. were yes. like, man, what the f- this? And I <laughs> right. went, hey, 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 just, just give it a chance. This is actually like watch it again, watch it again. And th- at some point, I said like, I guarantee you're not going to be able to just watch this thing once, right? Right. We went to Disney in February of 2020 before the shutdowns and all the kids running around in the park, waiting in line, spreading COVID to each other. Uh, we're singing that, you know, I, I just literally I would just stand at the bus stop in here. Well, your exact words to me when you first sent me that song, that video, you said you're going to listen to this. Trust me. Five more times. And I did. I did. I listened to it until I actually started liking the song. So there's a reason why this is a big deal, guys. Well, okay. so we did a podcast on it. So this we guy's did name is, is, is Breland. Okay. Right. He's a very talented young man, released several uh, independent music videos, kind of started himself up on YouTube. And That's right. We podcast. I talked Jay into podcasting on this. Jay, you know, I was like, "Trust me, this guy's going to be a big deal." It and sure enough, like that thing goes, you know, that song goes crazy. He's wildly popular now. He's done collaboration with some other big names. He's written oh, for a lot of big names. So he sure has. So then GM comes out because the song is called "My Truck," right? right. And, it, right. and the lyrics in it are. You know, don't don't touch my truck. Don't touch my truck. Yeah. So somebody is listening to us because, again, a year ago, a year ago, we pointed to this. I hate to say I told you so. That That's becoming very normal around these these parts with the, I hate to tell you, we, hey, that's why we do what we do. Just keep keeping you guys on top of it. So you found this, right? I think. I did. I did. I think both of us were, were kind of. I was excited to see it for Breland for number one, and I'll tell you why. Because unfortunately, he he put this out right at the early onset of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and things were looking pretty bright for him. I even, hey man, I even referenced the great Led Zeppelin in that conversation about how well written this was, how well done it was, the parts, how it broke down. Um, there's a bridge portion in it that I really dug where the tempo really kicked in and it's just a very well done song and it's clean. 
that's to the point. It's very attractive to most age groups, I think. So we were really excited about Breland getting out there and being able to go on tour and put himself out there. And then the pandemic hits. And so he never really got to tour on this thing. Well, now this um, is, by the way, not his normal genre. If I'm, if I'm, I mean, he does work for a lot of different styles. He, he but does. This is you referred to this as trap country. It's right? trap country. Yeah, and it's he trap even country. said, "I wrote it just to see if I could write a, a country song." So he kind of, kind of right. styled it as a country song. That's it. And and it's what what's cool about it is this is that when GM approached him. He was probably like right on top of it, and he rewrote some of the lyrics to kind of fit, you know, like mentioning some of the models, the type of truck he was driving, that sort of thing. Um, and the other side to it was is the location in which they chose to 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 film. And, and by the way, this was on TikTok. So if you're not a TikTok um, uh fan or user then you'd have to download the app to go find it or you can go to partscountyguru.com and you can go to the mention on the podcast uh tab up there and we'll have a link to this particular article there from gm with this tiktok video on it uh, and i encourage you to watch it because it's very well done it's really good and what's really cool is they filmed it mainly in nashville tennessee and i know keith that uh it's just an awful city. I know uh, people should be moving out of there and all that kind of stuff. We don't want It's them, riddled you know. with crime. Uh, it's just terrible. It's really yeah. a dumpster fire. You guys do not <laughs> do not venture here. It's unsafe. We already have zombies walking around here. I mean, it's not like they're, they're, they might be here. They're already here. I mean, there's a good That's chance right. you're not going to escape, like, without, you know, getting bit or, you know, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it. I Best to just stay home. Don't, don't, That's right. don't yeah, pay don't, us a visit. Don't. But in the video where they filmed this, they filmed some scenes all over all over the national area. Mm-hmm. But the most uh, shots that you see in the video are from the the famous uh, Nashville Fairground Speedway, which mm-hmm. we've spoken about in many a few times podcasts on many this program. Times. And and most recently, and, I think you you said that was the track where guys like. Daryl Waltrip and Sterling Marlin. Sterling Marlin and, cut and their all teeth. those guys yeah. kind of cut their teeth on that track because years ago, I think it was part of the NASCAR circuit. Um, and just recently, we spoke of this that, you know, uh, Nashville is finally getting a NASCAR race again um, at the super speedway that they built out just east of there a bit. Different, so, different location. Now, this is kind location. of an older, I mean, they really don't know what to do with it. It's right downtown, it's getting kind of run down. Uh, they tried for a while to do some things to bring life back into it. And then the pandemic hit and all these kind of gathering locations were shut down. So it's just been kind of sitting there. So brilliant on, on the part of whoever, you know, produced oh, this to use sure. that location. Cause they probably got it. No, no pun intended. They probably got it for a song. I mean, there's nobody, there's nothing going on there right now. <laughs> right. There isn't nothing going on. As a matter of fact, I think they're supposed, they were supposed to convert it into kind of a mixed use type, uh, business and, and, uh, living and, you know, going to put some housing in there. So I don't know what, what's going to happen now. But I would say, you know, if they're going to do that, I would, if I were the developer mm-hmm. and, and I'm pulling us a little bit off topic here, but I would be like, you got to leave the track. You know, we're putting go-karts on the track. We're doing something fun with that track. That track stays, okay? 
The right. track stays, and we're gonna do. You know, this is how we're gonna solve. In the old days, you know, when I when I had roommates, it was you know we'd go to the foosball table to resolve arguments or whatever. <laughs> right. We, we got to right. put the track in place somehow. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to. Yeah. That's it. Well, you know, again, good for Breland. Good for this, uh, and I think GM jumped on this because they got to move all those gasoline-powered vehicles out. So just tack on a, 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 a star, a great songwriter and performer, and hopefully that'll help them move some of those ICE engines out of there, which uh, I think they're still going to be making those things in 2035, but that's just my opinion. My opinion. So anyway, go uh, – Go set yourself up on a uh, brand new Chevy Silverado and go listen to Breland's My And truck. I mean, they're, you know, they got him in the Carhartt gear and they got him riding a mechanical yeah. bull. And, you know, there's some, uh, you know, there's some of that going on. So, uh, oh, here we go. We got a wardrobe change going on in real time. Jay just did a wardrobe change. So, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. It was, uh, it's an entertaining little. It's on t- if you don't have TikTok, you can you can you can watch it on the website. I don't I don't have a TikTok account either. I don't either, but yeah. I watched it right on their on their yeah. website, and it, it's there. I'm watching. I'm, I've, I've got the the, the page so, open right now. So, is there a strategic reason? Uh, is it like we have two? You know, we have two sponsors per show now, and you had to change hats in the middle. Is this was oh, this yeah, a uh, you know dang old NASCAR man I'm going to Disney I'm World about, at the end of the at the end of the Super Bowl and you got to change hats or what, what oh, are you doing absolutely here? man I'm okay. talking about a dang old NASCAR man <laughs> filled up sponsorship got got sponsorship got 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 to pay love got to pay love man pay love so, get that paycheck I <laughs> literally watched that happen um, at at Charlotte with uh, Truex Junior right. When he mm-hmm. won the Coca-Cola 600 two years ago, where he was he was uh, he was driving a Toyota, mm-hmm. and you know, big Coca-Cola was a big sponsor. He had to change. You know, first of all, when you show up and you hop out of the car, you put the hat on of the car, like Toyota, right? Right. And then thirty right. seconds later, it was a Coca-Cola hat, and then thirty seconds later, it was a Bass Pro hat, and then another, you know, and it it it. it I know we all make fun of Talladega Nights, but there's there's so much little bits of truth in that movie oh absolutely right. there is man there absolutely is and i chose this because of it's it's john rich's or or no big kenny's uh peace love and happy hour attire out of nashville um so and it's a trucker hat in which you see a lot of those floating around the nascar circuit but we um you know, we we Keith and I were talking about it. we we don't talk about NASCAR that much. I, I don't know. I, the only reason I think that we don't is because it's just not hasn't really been that exciting of a a thing to talk about in recent years. And you know, I I wanted I wanted to talk about some of the changes that we saw this year happening, and they're pretty significant, as just to prove that they are fighting for that audience, and. With the pandemic hitting in 2020, you took out... I mean, it's a spectator sport, man. I mean, you fill seats with butts and you're drinking and barbecuing all weekend long, you know, and having a great time. And that is how... That is the experience of NASCAR that I enjoy. I yeah, I don't it, like to. I don't care for it on television well, that much. You know, and 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 it's kind of a weekend party. You know, it I is mean, a weekend party. It is not just an hour and a half or two hour race event on television, or you know, some of them three hours. But 
uh, people go to this and they make it a big event. And, you know, and I, I've done that on, um, like, uh, some of the motorcycle stuff, like Moto America, mm-hmm. uh, Moto GP, where we'll go and we'll, we'll be there the whole weekend, right? And so, now they run, it's a little bit different because in those, in those series, they run races, like, they may run a Saturday race and a Sunday race, and it's the same riders. Right. And they'll tally points for the weekend so you know they do it differently but the point is there's stuff that goes on at these nascar races all weekend um yeah i mean because you've got qualifying that goes on you've got other little races yeah um plus they'll they'll try to have some like infield stuff for kids just took my uh f-250 in for service yesterday at the local ford dealer because i don't i don't have the time to work on it myself and uh, the guy, the guy said, uh, "We have we have kids that are about the same age. His, his is, mm-hmm. I think, ten. Mine's eleven. And he he's got a dirt bike. And I said, "Well, mine rides." And we started talking about that. And he goes, "Does he race?" And I said, "Nah, mine's not really into the racing. We do woods riding, and you know, it's just kind of a kind of a fun little sport." And he goes, "Well, let me show you what mine's into." And he pulls out those little, the little cars. Yes. You know, that are, they look like a little stock car. I don't, you guys, you're going to, I'm going to get hammered here by the fans. You're going to correct me on what they're called, but leave it in the comments if you know. But (laughs) he's, he, his dad's just building these for him. Like, you know, that's their full time. Like he's just bought a trailer and he's got, are they running those on, on um, asphalt, concrete? Yeah, they do it at the NASCAR races sometimes. Like, you know, we, I've watched them do it where they'll make a little infield course for them, you know? and Yeah, and see, that's it. And again, so so that's kind of the stuff that some people miss out. If you don't go to the event, then you're not going to see those sorts of things. And I've been to enough events like that in my in my lifetime. But, I mean, the last, the last major race I went to was the Indianapolis 500. I think it was 2014 was the last. It was the last race that I attended. Okay. Um, and... That's an all-day affair, man. I mean, you don't just go there, sit down, watch a race, and move on. You don't. Right. It's, it's you know, you're tailgating just like you do at a football game. Um, you've got people that don't have the luxury of having seats in the stands. So they're either on the infield or outside the track where they've got these huge um, TV screens set up. Well, I mean, just these big and they spreads, set up merch, man. Like, like Chevy's there. Gee, I, we made some great contacts with General Motors at the Charlotte one. The, the the there's vendor row and they have all this cool stuff set up. I got to see some uh, pretty interesting Toyota stuff. So now we talked in in a very recent podcast about NASCAR coming back to Nashville, and you just right. mentioned it a few minutes ago. That's right. Um, but you're you're going to take this in a little bit different direction. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, what I want to do is I want to go down. I'm, I'm going to go through the list, and I, I think you have the same piece there um it's a it's a it's a piece that was written by hot cars uh peer of ours in the industry yeah um now okay so do you want to talk first about some of the changes that well i want to talk about why okay yeah yeah i want to talk about why you know they're down on attendance and okay. and, and then we're going to get into what they're what they're to, to show you that they're really working hard to try to get fans back okay so so nascar took a really big hit over like the last decade almost to the tune of around 50 percent yeah you know less in attendance man and we have talked about this before in fact yeah right before uh so this would have been i guess the end of 2019 we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about it on our program and yeah. we talked about some of the things that I was at an event and saw 
they were making some visible changes to try to correct that. But the jury was still out. So, you know, they had been losing fans for a while. And mm-hmm. then, you know, what what were they doing to try to correct that? Well, now it's sort of it, it, it appears that the that decline is still happening. It's they're in a they're in a long decline. Um they're I mean, they again, viewership dropped, viewership alone dropped fifty percent in the last five years. Um, and they've seen a substantial decline uh from twelve to thirty percent from twenty twelve to twenty eighteen. And it's continued to decline even since okay. that last uh poll was taken. So- when do I get to, do I get to make my recommendations on how to fix this? Is this, like, can I... Well, let's... When, let's, when can I uh, interview okay. for the president of, you know... Uh, All right, here we go. Let's go through the list of things that that have aided in the decline of the sport, okay? Uh, or, or spectators... Uh, people watching it or people going to the races. And and again, it's not for lack of NASCAR trying to make the experience mm-hmm. good because if you go to a race, if you have the luxury of going to a race, you'll see it's a big deal. Okay? And it's not cheap either. So there's a there's a, that's a factor. Price is a factor, but there's a top 10 list of reasons why. Okay? And I'm going to start we're going to go down this list here real quick. So number 10 streaming services that are out there today okay and has even grown exponentially since this this discussion took place um the challenge is is that spectators now have the rise of various streaming services that are available to them um and it keeps people you know watching other things other than races because races are long i mean you have to be sitting in the front of the you right. know, if, if you're not so, at the race, you know, you see what I'm saying? I'm going to call Huey on this, and okay. here's why. Because you have been able to watch baseball games, football games, and NASCAR races on television. You have been able to watch sporting events on TV for decades. Right. So, yes, I understand that people may want to binge watch the Goldbergs on Netflix or whatever, and that's why they're saying that they're not going to the race. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have anything to do with it. If you're a sports fan, if you're a racing fan, you're going to put down, uh, you know, the this this season of Outlander or whatever you're into to go. If you're watching Outlander and you're a NASCAR fan, I, you know, that would I would love to hear from you. <laughs> Jay doesn't yeah. want to talk about, it. but those do not mix. So I don't I don't think that. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. Netflix whatever. But no, because well. But what ties into that, though, is the aging fan base, okay? Well, now that, so yes. That's okay. a big deal, and that's where, you know, you, you're, you're talking, like, for example, my kids, when they were little, they used to sit right beside me or in my lap while we watched races all day long. And But neither one of them have any, they don't want, they, they don't have any desire to go to a race, they would rather be doing a number of other things other than that. So I think that they have to NASCAR has got to be able to figure out some way to get the younger fan base involved into what they're doing. And that we were is going to tie into that is yes. going to tie into not necessarily the age factor, but the generational factor. So I, right. I might as well just go ahead and okay. So so my belief on this is 
the reason your kids, although they're not kids anymore, and, and the reason a lot of people in the younger generations aren't interested in NASCAR is because they can't relate to it. There's no relationship there. So this whole thing with NASCAR started with potentially a car that you could buy at a dealership, you would see out on the track running races. That isn't right. true anymore. That nope. stuff is so heavily modified. It is so All far of them from look the same. Yep. All of them look the same. They have to be the same. That okay. is by rule and regulation. So we're running a bunch of, you know, million dollar race cars out there that even though it might say, you know, Camry on the back, there is nothing Camry about that thing, right? Nope. Other than the logo nope. that's, that's right. painted on it. So how do I connect? What you know, that doesn't have any relevance to me. Now you're just competing with every other race circuit, and those cars look a lot cooler. An F1 car looks way cooler. Than yeah, this. and that's an, those alternative motorsports are actually they're doing they're not doing bad, right? So so maybe NASCAR needs to kind of take a look so at you what shot Formula yourself One's in doing. the foot there. So so my my solution to that is go back to let's do Kia races. You know, let's put a whole bunch of like uh-huh. you know. Yeah, let's yeah. put, you know, let's have a Kia circuit and let's put, you know, the ones that well, you could. What's the old saying? Winning on Sunday, uh, selling on Monday, whatever, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Let's make it so that whatever, you know, whatever you see win, you can go buy one of. Okay. Right. And as a, as a kid, me growing up and what made me such a big fan of NASCAR, I mean, not only the fact that I was surrounded by racing most of my life as a kid. Uh, with a with a stepfather who was a drag racer, and then m- my dad being in the automotive industry and owned quite a few fast cars, um, I had the luxury of being able to go to NASCAR races as a kid, Cup races as a kid. Back then they were Winston Cup or whatever, you know, and uh, sponsored by cigarette companies. But you know, one of the big factors is you had a lot of superstars that have retired, and unfortunately, some got killed. I mean, Dale Earnhardt Sr., unfortunately, yeah. we lost in a terrible accident at Daytona 500. His son, Dale Earnhardt Jr., has retired. Jeff Gordon has retired. Daryl Waltrip has retired. You know, there is no Kale Yarborough. I mean, not, not all of these, I mean, these are like well-known names. And there's like, to me, yes, you got Kevin Harvick, um, a Kyle Busch, uh, Chase Elliott, who is Bill Elliott. So there's another one, you know. And you've got the Kozlowski, uh, Kozlowski's in there. There's a few big names that I recognize, but none of them that I relate to or that I'm shaking my fist at the screen going, come on, boy. You know, well, none of them do that to me now. And here's the other thing with this. And and look, I'm going to, I got to be careful here because if you're a diehard NASCAR fan, you might take offense to what I'm about to say. But um, there is a lot of skill required in in what they're doing here so by no means am i with what i'm about to say no no means by no means am i trying to take away from that their teams the amount of work those teams the amount of refinement the nuances the attention to detail the variances in the track the factors that these guys have to deal with after some piece of debris uh, uh affects the performance of their automobile all that takes a tremendous level of skill okay yes it does yes that said this whole thing is stupid. They're racing for four hours and they're just driving in circles. And it's like we could shorten this down to 30 laps and have the same results. Sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I I agree. I don't disagree with that. There's a, there's ways to get, and we're going to talk about some of those things now. The the attempts that they're making to try now, to yeah, to, they were like, well, let's make it a road course and let's put turns in there. Okay, yeah, that that's a good idea. But but if you're going to do that, then don't try to make it so that you can't have. See, the appeal in like Formula One is some of these guys and some of these brands will dominate for years. Like nobody can catch them. You know, right. uh, I remember when uh, when Michael, uh, what was his name, uh, used to drive used to drive for Ferrari, uh, had the traumatic Andretti? brain. No, no, no. Formula One. Formula One. Uh, traumatic so brain injury skiing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I remember the right, guy's anyway, name. Anyway, yeah, several decades back. But uh, nobody could touch him. Nobody could catch him. He was mm. just such. He was the Michael Jordan of Formula One racing. Mm. NASCAR structures these 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 races so that you can't pull ahead. You know they don't. They want to keep every race close. No right. You know I. Uh, well, it makes it uh, more dangerous too because we have the controversy with the restrictor plate races. People hate them. Um, they're so bunched together at you know, 180 to 200 plus miles an hour. Uh, on these super speedways, Daytona, Talladega, whatever. I enjoy those super speedway races, but it is extremely dangerous for these drivers. Now, granted, NASCAR is continuously, continuously making upgrades and changes and testing and those sorts of things for driver safety as well as those that are on pit road, those crew members, those people who are putting their lives at risk day to day. NASCAR is very aware of that. And they are trying, you know, they're trying their best to make make sure that those guys are safe. So, Michael while they're bunched up, okay, you got it. Okay, sorry. Yeah, to know, he but. was the yeah yeah yeah. He was the you know just heavyweight in Formula One for right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. But you know, and, and see, so here's the other thing that really kind of got me. I I I think that I'm probably not the only old school NASCAR fan that says this is that they've changed the rules. Yeah, and the point system so many damn times uh, in, in here that it's confusing as hell to me, and I don't I don't know, you know, in some cases whether you know, does, but last year they were able to do that. I mean, and now this year they can't. You know, it's like the NFL. I mean, the NFL is constantly changing um, rules uh, and and processes and how plays go down for example with the two-point conversion now and where you kick the extra point from where the kickoff goes you know they change some of those things because of of safety but they want to make the game more exciting for people and maybe take the commercial breaks out of it and i think that nascar needs to really take a little bit from what the nfl has done to basically keep your eye on the ball the game the race more rather than all of these commercial breaks and pitcher and pitcher stuff, man. I don't care about any of that stuff. Just show me the race, man. Um, but the sponsorships are so huge, and that's why I changed my hat in the beginning, man. It's, it's symbolic in a way to the fact that this is what NASCAR has become is just this one big billboard. And I'm okay I, with that. I'm okay with I, that. It's man, part of the entertaining. I, it's I, part of the entertainment. It's it's not okay for me because I think that you get yes, you got to have sponsorship. I get it, but how about one sponsor, man? You know now they can't. You know, they've backed themselves into a corner. They can't it, afford to operate without. Right, it's so expensive, yeah. man. So 
there's a lot of it, it's kind of a catch 22 situation that they're in. How can we make this better? Well, now let's talk about some of that stuff, Keith. Okay. So you spoke of the road courses, right? So several years ago, you know, they 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 added the race courses, the you know, the road courses in there. Um, and they've stayed steady with just those those number of road course races. But they've gone from three to now six and six, I think, cup road course races this year in 2021. And that's up three. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to change the dynamic because you've got certain teams that fare very well on those types of uh, uh, courses. And you've got teams that do very badly historically on those types of courses. So maybe they're trying to even the field up a little bit with that, which I think is a uh, smart smart yeah. move. Yeah. I mean, because you're okay. giving it a little bit more of a divert. Okay, if so If you're going for total points in a season, which they are, I'd Right. Sure. That's yeah, how that's they do fine. it. You got, you got the stages that they have in place. Um, so I think that that helps those drivers that do well on those courses but are crummy at others. It kind of... It narrows the gap a little bit, I think, at the end, which makes that playoff picture, that playoff race, which is something else they've instituted. They have a playoff now, um, which has been in place now, what, for, what, five, six years, maybe longer now? Yeah, all of this is, again, it's designed to try to keep it competitive and keep it close. And, you know, other sports do this. You know, um, you know, football has done it. Baseball has done it. Baseball, famously, I remember... You know, a couple decades ago, they did the whole every every stadium in the in the majors had to redo their outfield so that the hitter could pick up the the ball. Like the pitchers were so dominating. Remember that that they had to remove all the bleacher seats and center field because the pitcher was looking right out at those and he couldn't pick up the baseball. Right. Um, And and you know now it's like the the three point line in in basketball and hoops. Right. And, right, and we see a shift in the other direction as a result yeah, of that. Ab- I, I get absolutely. it. They're trying to keep it interesting, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, NASCAR started as a uh, basically moon runners, moonshine. You know, haul yeah, right, it, run man. it, run, run it from the, run it from the police, and you know, in one was it South Carolina or North Carolina? Both. Okay. South and North. It, and, it, it originated in North Carolina, but South Carolina right. shares shares that as well. So if we're gonna, they've just. They've traveled so far from their roots, right? You know, and it's trying to be Formula One or trying to be somebody else, that just never ends well, you know. And right. they have this, you know, lo- loyalty in the South. That's because mm-hmm. again, that's where they're born. Now they they have tried to reach out in other areas, and they've done fairly well at that. But at some point, you have to take a look at this and go. We need to be us. We need to stop mm-hmm. trying to be somebody else just because somebody else is doing something that works. Just right. because Formula One is doing something that works or the IndyCar series is doing something that works, you know? I mean, right. we talked about the IndyCar series a few months back and they were experimenting with automated vehicles, okay? Well, nobody's right. done that before. So NASCAR, nope. there's your missed opportunity, right? Right, yes. Yeah, and yeah, the RL is going to have that races this year. Uh, I think they're working on uh, on having that fully automated. Um, I mean, uh, you know, one of the things car we all love to see, but nobody wants anything bad to happen. But it is fun. Would you agree? It is fun to watch a good crash. Oh, absolutely! I mean, you're like, who did? Yeah. When you 
hey, when you were a kid, who didn't like the demolition derbies, man? They yeah. were fun. Who doesn't like a good monster truck rally? You know, you, you just enjoy watching cars oh, get these crunched. Guys, and, I mean, there's fuel all over the track and there's things are catching fire and there's smoke yeah. coming out. I mean, it's awesome. But that's you don't want to see anybody event. get hurt. So no. the way to solve that is have a race that's risky without humans involved, right? Let those cars out there just run from an AI perspective. And yeah. Yeah, you can do that for sure. Or you can change from the norm that you're used to seeing at specific tracks. So let's go into what what NASCAR has got coming up, which I I, it's fascinating to me. They're doing this here. I think it's great. Um, In case you haven't heard, uh, the Bristol uh, Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee, uh, we call it Thunderdome. Um, it is a fast half mile. Oh, it's a really small. Uh, tr- this is actually, yeah, yeah. It's a fast half mile. Uh, they call. As a matter of fact, they say it's the fastest half mile on concrete. Um, they just upgraded it. I mean, this thing holds over one hundred fifty thousand people. It's like this huge bowl. It's super loud. This um, this is the perfect place to do this because of the size of that. I think it is, and you know, you, you, we bring it up the demolition derby. I think to some degree this could turn into a demolition derby. But I, as I dug deeper into it, some of the changes they made for it. But NASCAR, um, they they basically unveiled the the details uh, on 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 what's going to be happening. But Bristol Motor Speedway is going to be turned into a dirt track date. Um, there will be a dirt track race. It's uh, March Sunday, March the twenty eighth. At 3.30 p.m., I think it's going to air on uh, Fox. Right. Um, uh, it'll mark the Cups. Uh, this is an actual Cup race, guys. This is not a Craftsman Truck Series or uh, you know Xfinity, anything like that. This is an actual Cup race. It's the first dirt track event since 1970. Um, now, to give you perspective, the Camping World Truck Series introduced dirt track racing to its schedule in 2013. Um, so it started a seven-year run at El Dorado Speedway in Ohio. Uh, so NASCAR took paid attention to that. They started the rumors about, yeah, you know, wouldn't it be cool to do that? Where could we do it? You know, there's a lot of small tracks around. But they had converted uh, Bristol into a dirt track before. And they thought, thought, well, you know, why don't we do it? Let's have a cup race there. So it's a completely different animal than your normal race. Um, so the starting lineup format on this thing, each series will have four qualifying heats of 15 laps each. Um, the heat field size will depend upon the size of the overall entry list. So if there's 44 cars, there will be 11 cars in each heat race. Only green yeah. flag laps will count. No overtime rule will be in effect, but free pass and wave around procedures will remain. Yeah. So, so I've seen ahead. I've seen that. Uh, I've been to some dirt races, and uh, I I they are they are they take a high level of skill. Anything can happen, um, and it is. I, I this is a good move in terms of NASCAR trying to do things to draw people in. Because it is not always the team with the best money or the most money that's going to win something like this, you know? Oh, absolutely not. No. There's some skill in the driving on dirt. And this is going to be interesting. I mean, it's... it's um, um, I had where they can... They, they can... They can pit, but they can't change tires. Um... There's a number of things that, that, that and, and they'll do this in stages. 
Um, let's see, stages. Let's see, seventy-five end at seventy-five, one fifty, and two fifty. Uh, let's see, stage endings for no, that's that's the truck series. Where was that at, man? I had the whole. Huh. They got into the. Um, that's my bad there on that. Sorry about that. Yeah, a little, little messed up there. Do you see that anywhere? Um, I do not. But mm, I think I, to be I, think honest, I got rid of it. But there is so much chaos breaking loose in my house right now because apparently my son is home from school early. He's got the dog barking, and there's just utter chaos. I'm literally just trying to keep it together right now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, just in a nutshell, it's a completely different animal, and I'm excited to see it. And you know, at first when I started getting reading into this, I'm talking about the the, the pitch of the track, um, as it's well known that it has uh, you know very very steep. Um, turns and, and straightaways, um, but they will be flattening it out to, a, I think, around 18 degrees versus where it's normally on concrete. That track is somewhere in the neighborhood neighborhood of around uh, 30, 28 to 30 or something like that. They had claimed 36, but I think it's it's like 28 to 30. Um, so, But they'll, they've leveled it out, so that'll help so, out tremendously keep basically keeping cars on the track and that's the whole idea is to keep them on the track yeah sorry man we're normally so well uh, have this nailed down and i, I kind of let you down here i had uh you know i had one job as they say and that was to keep uh, the car on the road for you and uh i got distracted by what was going on out the window and uh <laughs> oh that i feel like that, we ended up in the ditch a little bit but that's all right man sometimes uh sometimes a good crash on the air is entertaining right jay well absolutely but what i was trying <laughs> what i was trying to find for folks was the tire rules and the, the pit rules and I, I had it up but i don't have it now but well when we do find that we'll put it on our on our um mention on the podcast for you guys to take a look at it i'll make sure that i get that over to key so we can get that loaded up but i think it's exciting for nascar i think that th- i'm i'm now this is a race that i will watch okay yeah Granted, I have only watched one race this year, and it was in a rain delay, and that was the Daytona 500. That's well, all again, I've watched. I mean, oh man, we're just gonna run 500 miles, and we're gonna, you know, just ah, uh, ah, uh, you know, mm-mm. you have you have shortening attention spans, and part of that is due to the world we live in. You know, you're getting you're getting text messages and phone calls and pings and just constant, you know interruptions and and to expect anybody to be able to sit there and watch something that long that's that repetitive without change i just think it's not a good recipe well we will find out um i am the type of person as long as i have a beer in my hand man i can watch anything so um thank goodness for that i'm able to sit through a lot of things and i think it'll be i think it'll be very interesting for me well, I hope it's ex- Bush if you're watching NASCAR. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do any Bush, man. No, I'll, I'll probably end up having a few Rainiers, um, but but we'll see. So um, what else we got, man? I mean, are we just all tapped out on, I, on NASCAR? I think we're. I think that that is a wrap for the show this time around. I think. So, by the way, 20,000 cubic yards uh lots of dirt i i want to see how they get it out of there you know that'll be interesting man yeah 
that will be interesting, man. I mean, obviously, um, it's pretty easy to just drive all those dump trucks in, but uh, removal. Yeah, removal ought to be fun. It can't just rain away, that's for sure. Um, so, hey, I'm gonna let me take a second to, to tell everybody about our social media platforms. Hey, guys, um, first of all, if uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on our social media platforms, go to facebook.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Uh, like us, share it with a friend. Uh, you can also check us out over on Instagram. Uh, we are instagram.com forward slash the parts counter gurus. Check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at the counter show, which is what you're listening to right now. Um, you can check out a lot of the video segments of our full audio podcast. We break them up into segments for you guys, for you to, to kind of pick and choose what you might want to watch over there. Uh, it's youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. While you're there, please subscribe, ring that bell and like us like the video. The likes help us out tremendously. Um, if you want to talk to us, man, just reach out to us and contact us. Just go to the partscountergurus.com website, and there is a contact us page. Uh, you can ask us a question there. There's an ask, ask us a question page. Uh, any of the podcasts you can find on our pad, podcast link on partscountergurus.com as well. And we're on every major, major platform, including Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, you name it. We're on every platform out there. If you want to buy, you feel like shopping and you just happen to be on our website, or even if you're not on our website, you can go to our website and hit that Amazon link. And anything that you buy through that Amazon link, it helps us out a little bit. It helps us keep the show going, and we very much appreciate that. We love what we do. But um, we can't do it without you, so anything will help. So just keep listening, keep liking, keep. Going. I mean, Ricky Bobby couldn't do it without Wonder Bread. I mean, everybody's got to have a little sponsor, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, boy, I tell you what, tell you what, peace, love, and happy hour, brother. That's right. What would uh, mm-hmm. what would uh, which one of the Bush brothers is it uh, that's got M and M's? What what would he be without M and M's as a sponsor? Right. That's um, I think that's Kurt. Yeah, I think you're right. Kurt's an Eminem. I don't nothing. He'd be nothing. He, <laughs> I got a few choice words for some of them. There, drivers. They uh, I, they got bad attitudes. No, you know what? I I don't know. I, again, this is I've, I'm stepping into controversy here. Spent some time with his dad. Really liked the guy. Had had some great conversations with him. Yes, I, and I know this, but man, I tell you what. There is no intimidator on the track anymore. There is none of that. You don't have crybaby Daryl Walter. You don't have, I mean, what happened to those, you know, we don't have that anymore. It's just a bunch of names on the yeah. track. They're, they don't have, you know, they don't have that star power like that Dale Earnhardt or mm-hmm. that Daryl Walter. And that's, yeah. that's what's missing. They really need to create those superheroes for NASCAR again, I think. That's, that's my point. Yeah. I think they're missing superheroes, man. Well, and again... If you force everybody to be the same and you force everybody to be if you just try to keep it close and you bend the rule and you make the rules mm-hmm. and you legislate to force that close and closeness in uh, the outcomes, there isn't going to be a superstar. No one is going to rise above, uh, you know, that 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 middle ground standard. I just. You know, they have to just al- allow some of these guys to just run away with it for a couple of years. I mean, I just think that's, you know, all right, all right. So I beat I found, up on that. Yeah. Yeah. I found the pit stop procedures, by the way. 
But anyway, if you want to talk about it, here we go. Teams will not be permitted to change tires, add fuel, or work on their vehicles except during the breaks between the stages. Exceptions will be made for vehicles involved in incidents. Teams are not required to pit during stage breaks. Those that elect to stay on the track during stage intermissions will line up ahead of the cars, trucks that pit on the ensuing restart, and there will be no race onto or off pit road using a controlled pit stop procedure similar to the previous format in the Eldora events. There you go. It ought to be interesting, man. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. That's why yeah. I wanted to share the pit stop procedure. Yeah. So I'm glad I found that. And um, go check out the video on the transformation of the of the track too. We've got a we've um, that's out there on NASCAR.com. It's uh, called a colossal team effort. We can uh, we, we can might, link to it. We can yep. we can link to it, but yeah, check it out. Anyway, hey man, uh, so glad to have been able to spend the uh, the last hour with you. Yeah, man. Um, glad you're uh, you're 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 headed in the right direction and looking forward to uh, to a good summer ahead of us, man. I'd, I'd like to thank my sponsors. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to thank their uh, I'd like to thank their uh, peace, yeah. love, and happiness, and. Um, all right, everybody. That's enough clowning around, I guess, for the day. That's our show. Uh, thank you all for your subscriptions. Thank you for telling a friend. We do sincerely appreciate it so, so much. Uh, until next time, that is my counterpart over there, Jay. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm Keith. Hey, don't touch my truck, man. Uh, yep. Coming soon. Jay, Jay's going to cover Breland. Uh, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll see how that turns out. Right. Until then... May the power of love overcome love of the power. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care, guys. Hey, everybody. I'm Jay. And I'm Jay. Oh, wait. No. (laughs) All right. Here. Just start it over. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the uh, podcast. I'm Jay. See, I can't. <laughs> I can't right. be serious now. All right. Okay, here on. we go. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <clears throat> All right, go ahead.